The Last Word with Matt Cooper. So Joseph Pushka is facing a life sentence after being convicted by unanimous jury verdict today of the murder of Ashling Murphy in County Offaly in January 2022. He had denied the murder of the 23-year-old school teacher. We're joined by Frank Greeney, the Today FM Courts correspondent. Frank, thank you very much for being with us again today. The jury was back after two hours considering the evidence. How telling is that, that it was such a short time by comparison with perhaps other murder trials you've covered? Very telling. I mean, two hours is not an awful lot of time um, when it comes to jury deliberations for the, for a trial that has gone on for, you know, over three weeks now. Um, a lot of evidence heard, a lot of witnesses who gave evidence. So it was quite telling. And indeed, um, Mr. Justice Tony Hunt, the trial judge, um, noted on that. And he said that it was a reflection, I suppose, of the case itself. The evidence against Josef Pushka was compelling. You know, the verdict was inevitable, um, in my opinion. I mean, I was quite taken aback um, having learned in advance of all of the evidence through the pre-trial hearing. We may talk about that in a moment. But learning of all the evidence that was stacked against uh, Mr. Pushka, I must say I was somewhat surprised um, that he didn't actually plead to Ashing's murder back on day one. But yeah, sorry, Frank, there's right. a lot of people bringing that point up because they feel that given the overwhelming nature of the evidence and, you know, obviously you know, we get only so much by listening to your reports. You're condensing what is there. The jury gets to hear everything. But it was very clear the weight of evidence that, that he was guilty. That his lawyers must have advised him that his chances of being able to escape the conviction were slim. Was it not explained to him perhaps that he was putting the Ashling Murphy's family through an enormous amount of further misery and grief by having all of the evidence brought it out into the public to give him this minimal shot of evading what was due to him? Well, I'm certainly not privy to any conversations that he may or may not have had with his defence team. But Josef Pushka, like anybody else who comes before the course accused of a crime, um, is entitled to contest that allegation. He pleaded not guilty for whatever reason. It's entirely up to him. He's the only one that can truly answer that question. And then, you know, as any good defence barrister must do um, on behalf of their client is put forward their case as best they can. You know, Michael Bowman and his team were operating off the instructions that they were given by. Uh, Mr. Pushka and you had you know a farcical situation where he gets into the witness box and comes up with what the prosecution I think rightly described as this cock and bull story of how he was actually trying to help Ashling that day and that just as the trauma undoubtedly for the Murphy family who had been sitting through this for weeks on end and as you say if he had pleaded from the outset he would have saved them all of that um, you know horror and trauma having to listen to things like post-mortem evidence I don't know how they sat through all of that and they did sit through through that to hear how she had died of those 11 stab wounds. Very, very difficult evidence to hear. And if he'd done the right thing and pleaded out and at the beginning, obviously would have saved them all of that. And, you know, I've been asked the same question, you know, and I've thought the same thing myself, you know, why, why did he contest it? And I suppose you have to remember that regardless of whether or not he pleads um, to a charge, or I'm talking in general terms here, the outcome is still the same. If a person is convicted, if they admit a committing murder, it's a life sentence, whatever way you look at it. The only place that it does make a difference, Matt, I should say, is that you know at some point Mr. Pushka will come before a parole board and, and the fact that he didn't admit the crime from the outset and he put the family through uh, all of that and we still don't know if he accepts the verdict of the jury, by the way. We might get an indication when it comes to his sentence hearing and 
next week, but that may feature into his parole. But, you know, it is important to say that he is entitled to his defence, whether we like it or not. And the judge did remark on that and the role that his defence team uh, had to say and that his poor defence or his poor case wasn't a reflection on on the defence team that he had throughout this case. What was it like in court when the verdict was delivered? Oh, very tense, um, very emotional, as you can imagine. I mean, we've just spoken for a few minutes about the overwhelming evidence in in the case. But despite how confident anyone might have been about the outcome, there's still that element of of doubt when a jury goes out to consider the evidence. Um, Word filtered through the building um, a little after lunchtime that a verdict was imminent. And at that point, you know, they'd only been deliberating for two hours. So you did kind of feel that it was only going uh, one way. Um, the family, Ashley's family, uh, filed back into court soon after. Um, it became clear that a verdict was on the way. Um, her uh, parents, Catherine and Ray, her sister Amy, her brother Cahill, her boyfriend Ryan, along with all of their relatives and all the many friends and supporters who have sat through this trial day in, day out with them to support the family, um, they all came back in. And then there was a a really uncomfortable 10 minutes when the court was waiting for the interpreter to arrive. Um, Clearly, Josef Pushka needed proceedings to be translated for him throughout. And it was no different today when the verdict came in. So there was that uncomfortable wait of about 10 minutes. And I did notice um, her mother, Ashley's mother, Kathleen, sitting behind me with this beautiful framed photograph of Ashling. there you know we've all seen some photographs of of Ashling, um over the last 21 months or so uh, in the newspapers and elsewhere but I must say I hadn't actually seen this photograph of her and um it was really lovely her big beaming smile you know just 23 years of age her whole life ahead of her and Kathleen holding on to that for dear life as the jurors filed back into the courtroom and it only took a couple of minutes I suppose before they sealed Mr Pushka's face but it seemed like an eternity. They found him uh, guilty of of the murder and the judge then made a few very interesting comments. Um, He firstly acknowledged, I think, something that's absolutely not in dispute, the fact that the case has been very difficult. Um, He also said it was a straightforward case and he said that the prompt verdict uh, reflects how straightforward it was and he said that he agrees with it. He has no hesitation whatsoever in saying that. He's satisfied that it is the correct verdict and he said that he was glad that the jury didn't waste any more time with Pushka's nonsense because that's what it was, um, nonsense. Um, He said quite literally to the men in jury, he said quite literally, you made sure that he didn't get away with murder. And he then turned his attention to the Murphy family. And I thought this was really lovely because sometimes what happens in a trial, and this case was no different, um, the victim gets kind of forgotten about. And I, I, know that sounds, I know that sounds daft, but this trial was all about Josef Pushka, his presumption of innocence, his right to a fair trial. And Ashling Murphy and even the prosecuting barrister Anne-Marie Lawler referenced this at an early stage in the trial. She told the jurors that they wouldn't actually hear an awful lot about Ashley Murphy, you know, aside from the fact that she was 23 years of age, that she was a primary school teacher. All the jurors were then concerned with was how she died and and who was uh, responsible. So the judge noted that and he said that he hoped the family would prepare uh, victim impact statements, um, you know, so that I suppose we all get a better idea of who uh, Ashling was and, you know, the person that she wanted to be.
to become before Yosef Pushka so cruelly took that opportunity away from her. And he acknowledged that the case was particularly difficult for her family um, because of the, you know, enormous focus on it. Um, you know, lots of media down again today. And he said that, that was understandable. And he said that the reason there was so much focus on it was because of the type of person that Ashling was. You know, she uh, encapsulated so much of what's beautiful and brilliant about this country her love for GA um, you know she loves sports very important in terms of the good things in her community was what the judge said the fact that she was a primary school teacher she loved kids she loved teaching and he felt that that's why people became so engaged uh, with what happened to her to her parents he said that to lose a child is unnatural but that you know accidents and illnesses do happen and while they're very very difficult for parents to lose children in such a way he said the position is um, is is so much worse when it comes to um, a child being taken away by the hands of another and he said they were in an unenviable position he said that what happened to her would make you physically ill and then he turned his attention. He didn't sp- spend too long talking about or to Yosef Pushka. Uh, sorry, Frank, can I just actually, bef- before we get to Pushka, I do actually want to play a little bit. We, we started the programme by playing a little bit of what Ryan Casey said on behalf of the Murphy family okay. outside the court. And I also want to play a little bit uh, because we are talking about Ashling and the impact mm-hmm. on her family of what her brother Cahill had to say about the verdict. We would like to also thank the members of the jury for reaching this verdict. Sitting through the harrowing evidence of this trial was not an easy task and will be forever grateful for their patience and resilience throughout this incredibly difficult process. Ashley was subject to incomprehensible violence by a predator who was not known to her. While we do not glory in any conviction, we recognise the importance of holding accountable those who would commit such terrible atrocities. The judicial process cannot bring our darling Ashley back nor can it heal our words, our wounds. But we are relieved that this verdict delivers justice. It is simply imperative that this vicious monster can never harm another woman again. While we respect the role of the media in providing accurate updates and information for the public, we are asking here now that all media outlets please, please respect our privacy at this time as we continue to process and grieve the loss of our darling Ashley. Thank you. Which is very understandable. Cahill Murphy there speaking about his sister, Ashling. You were about to tell us there about what the judge said about, uh, Judge Tony Hunt said about Pushka. And also tell us, please, Frank, about mm-hmm. his reaction to discovering that he had been found guilty. Yeah, and, and before I do, actually, just going back to that clip that you've played there, like I just want to say I, I, that takes an awful lot of bravery because what, what you don't realise listening to that clip is, is what Cahill and Ryan uh, were facing when they made that statement on behalf of the family. You know, lots of journalists were there today, so many camera crews, photographers, a bank of microphones await them when they stepped outside the courthouse. That's not an easy thing to do. And they certainly did Ashling's memory um, incredible justice today by coming out and saying the things that they said outside the courthouse. In relation to uh, Josef Pushka then, um, the judge turned to the dock at one point as he was thanking the jury for their diligence and their hard work throughout this trial and he was excusing them. And just before they left, he turned to the dock and he said, ladies and gentlemen, we have evil in this room and the jurors then filed out of course 13 to a round of applause the judge had asked for silence before um, the verdict was announced but the courtroom the public gallery Ashling's family burst into a round of applause 
And I noticed Kathleen, um, her mother, holding that photograph, that framed photograph that I told you about a moment ago. She was holding that aloft for the jurors to see, for all to see. She turned it around in the public gallery, a very touching, emotional moment. She was clearly upset, uh, but she wanted Ashling to be front and centre in that moment, and rightly so. In relation to Josef Pushka's uh, reaction, he seemed somewhat surprised. I don't think he was expecting it, which is quite remarkable. Um, He bowed his head and it did take a moment for him to realise what was happening because he had to have it translated to him. So I think everyone else in the courtroom was aware of what had happened. Sorry, that's coming up, Frank, with a lot of people. I mean, he's been living here since 2015 and he actually, does he not understand any English? I don't know what his proficiency is. I don't know what his level of English is is like. But certainly when he gave his uh, evidence in his defence uh, last week, that was again with the assistance of an interpreter. I, th- I think he has been in Ireland for 10 years. But but again, I don't know. I've never spoken to them. Sure. I don't know what his level By of way, English is like. But Did he have any family there ahead. with him? Were there any of his family yeah, there? Yeah, he, he did, and, and they were there throughout as well, um, a large group of them um, at the back of, of the courtroom. And when he came in, and this was just before the verdict was delivered, he was he was scanning the, the room, trying to catch their eye, wanted to make sure that they were there. And when the verdict was eventually delivered, as I say, he just put his eyes to the ground. He, he couldn't quite believe it. Um, he did seem to uh, become quite upset then at one point. And shortly thereafter, he was taken away by the prison officers, and he will in due course as you say, uh, be handed down uh, a life sentence for murdering Ashley Murphy. Okay. There was a pre-trial hearing. I remember you explaining to us that mm. uh, normally when you've covered cases for us, there can often be breaks when the jury is sent away and there's legal argument which can't be reported on at the time. But in this particular case, that was all sort of gotten out of the way over mm. a couple of weeks before the prosecution laid its case. Was there anything significant from that period that we could be told about now? Well, I can certainly tell you about the areas that were in dispute and the areas that were thrashed out over the course of the two weeks of that pre-trial hearing. But an awful lot of it was actually heard by the jury. Um, You know, the defence had aimed to or tried to get certain pieces of evidence thrown out for various reasons and weren't very successful in doing so. So an awful lot of the things that were discussed during the pre-trial hearing did go to the jury, as it turns out. There were four areas um, uh, in dispute. The admissibility of the CCTV evidence, particularly in relation to clips that purported to show Josef Pushka following two women, Beata Barovska and Anne-Marie Kelly around Tullamore Town. The um, defence were very concerned about that evidence going to the jury. Um, so too were the admissibility of the admissions that he made in St. James's Hospital and that's something that was articulated at an open court in front of a jury as well, related to whether or not Josef Pushka was fit to be interviewed and the fact that the guard he hadn't um, sought um, uh, one of his treating doctors to make that assessment. They also raised concerns about the lawfulness of his arrest his detention, uh, the inference evidence that we've spoken about on the show uh, where he made no comment uh, during his guard interviews and he... um he said he was asked to account for various things like how his bicycle was found at the scene and how his DNA was found under her fingernails <clears throat> and uh, he... The, the defence made an issue in relation to that inference evidence and also the fruits of the search warrant excused. <coughs> you have to excuse me, Matt, I think the voice has finally given up on me after a number of weeks covering this case, but the search warrant as well that was executed at St. James's Hospital, the fruits of that search warrant, um, the defence took issue with that. 
Okay. We could go on all day about this legal well, argument. Uh, well, actually, at the end of the day, most of it ended up going to the jury. Indeed. And just one other thing. He wasn't the first person arrested. I mean, did that come up at any stage, that there had been a prior arrest and then the guardie realised that the person they'd arrested was wrong? The reason I'm bringing this up mm. is because part of Pushka's story was about this mysterious other person that he claimed was there at the time. Was that just a story made up because of uh, the previous arrest? I don't know what the basis of that story was, but I think the prosecuting barrister, Anne-Marie Lawler, put it quite well when she described it as a cock and bull story. I th- I don't think, I think it's fair to say that the jury don't think that there was another masked man with a knife on the canal that day that attacked Yosef Pushka and then set upon attacking Ashley Murphy. In relation to that other arrest, yes, there was another man arrested. This was the day after um, Ashley was murdered and he was arrested on the back of the description of an eyewitness, Jenna Stack, you may remember, she was one of the women who was running along the canal, heard some noise in the hedgerow, and she saw a man attacking a girl uh, in the hedgerow. On the back of that description, then an arrest was made later that evening. But the DNA, um, the DNA evidence completely excluded that person from the guard inquiries. He was released uh, the following night. So there was... Um, um, an arrest before Mr. Pushka was arrested on the on the 18th but you know that man and this has already been said to the jury that this witness had picked this man out of an ID parade but that was a mistake she was wrong and that is accepted uh, by all sides the reality is that Josef Pushka got into that witness box and he told lies he told lies to the jury um, he tried to make up a story had to get away with murder and as the judge said today thankfully given the due diligence of of the jurors and their attention throughout and they have been an attentive jury you could see that it was plain to see um they didn't let mr pushka get away with the murder of ashley murphy which is good to know and again our sympathies to ashley murphy's family and to everybody who loved her thank you very much frank rainier today fm courts correspondent the last word with matt cooper weekdays from 4 30 today